We're coming in hot with inspiring guests, witty banter, and colorful commentary for today's veterans and military community. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. And welcome to the Tango Alpha Lima Experience. I'm going to wait for Ashley to look at me. Oh, yeah. Got a little tingly there. Thank you. Uh, so here we are. <laughs> what the heck is going on today? Uh, That's how we're being greeted. <sighs> it's a good show. It's a good show. Always a good show. And you're, you're here. <laughs> oh, you. I'm not there yet. It's soon, though, right? Soon. Yes. Very excited. Very excited because we have something called convention coming up. Yep. How exciting is that? I'm excited. I love convention. I get to see it's like a big family reunion for me. I get I get really excited. I get really nerdy and I enjoy spending time with folks. Seeing well, to be clear. To you be start out, fair, you start out about 70% nerdy. So that's not a big leap. No, it's not. Momentum, baby, all day. There you go. All right. So here we are. We have a great show. We have a we have a fun guest um i shouldn't just say fun because there's some serious serious stuff that comes up in there but we have a great guest and uh, before that starts we should at least do a really good job i mean the guest is gonna be great and we should aspire to be there so it's like a runway never mind all right we have the first topic ashley all right so celebrating Disability Pride Month, uh, American Foundation for the Blind. This is a blog that was written uh, by Dr. Carly Rhodes. It states Disability Pride Month occurs in July each, in, each year since 1990. What major piece of legislation was passed in July 26, 1990? Do you know? Do you know, Jeff? I do because I'm reading it with you. Okay, well, the alphas out there don't know but you got it, the Americans with Disability Act or the ADA, the landmark legislation that prohibits discrimination against people with disabilities. Technically, Disability Pride Day isn't a nationally recognized holiday, but several parades are held nationwide in cities, including Los Angeles, New York, and San Francisco, just to name a few. Much like the LGBTQIA plus pride in June, we celebrate the entire month of July in recognition of individuals with disabilities. This Pride Month isn't as well known as others, but it's an important one, and it even has its own pride flag. The flag has a black background with, or excuse me, and diagonally across the flag are five zigzag lines colored blue, yellow, white, red, and green. These lines are considered to be lightning, to be a lightning bolt, and each color represents something unique about that disability community. The flag was created to encompass all disabilities and was designed by Anne McGill, a member of the disability community. The black, black, excuse me, the black background represents the suffering of the disability community from violence and also serves as a color of rebellion and protest. The lightning bolt represents how individuals with disabilities must navigate barriers and demonstrate their creativity in doing so. The five colors represent a variety of needs and experiences 
So for example, mental illness, intellectual and developmental disabilities, invisible and underdiagnosed disabilities, physical disabilities, and sensory disabilities. Very cool. I, I did not know that there was a specialized flag for Disability Pride Month. Did you know there was Disability Pride Month? So I was aware that the Americans with Disability Act was passed in July. Um, I will say that I know it's a Disability Awareness Month, but I've never heard it referred to as Disability Pride Month. So uh, it's an interesting change in language to, 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 what that, uh, to what I know, right? And that can just right. be ignorance on my part. I just didn't know. I don't know what I don't know, but this is very interesting. Um, and I didn't realize there was like a flag and a bunch of symbolism. Oh, nerdy. I like that kind of stuff. So this is a good read. It's, it's good for people to know that folks with disabilities exist and you know, sometimes no, I, I heard about it. Me. I heard about it from a, a young lady from my post who's an amputee and she she did a, a video on social media um, about it. And she also said she likes uh, she said that she's disabled. She's not handy capable or whatever else people try to come up with uh, mm -hmm. that. And that's why it's a, a pride thing for her to to just own what it is. And I'm really surprised, to be honest, that it's not caught on throughout the entire uh, military community because we, so many of, of the, so many of the people with disabilities are veterans. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how this is the first time, this has been since 1990. Mm -hmm. How has, how have I heard about this literally yesterday? I mean, literally I, yesterday. I mean, I've always had like, I, I just don't think it's well advertised. I think that it comes with the taboo of talking about disabilities, right? Like we on the show have discussed mental illness, right? Like those are invisible wounds. Those are things that, that service members and the community, I think at large are a little bit more um, predisposed to and have a little bit more knowledge on. And that's so typically how folks kind of associate us as veterans, right? And that in a negative kind of stereotype way, but like thinking of that, taking a pin in that, like veterans with disabilities, like I'm a veteran who's service connect disabled. Like I know what my disabilities are, right? I think that there's to the point of even the symbolism here, there's underdiagnosed disabilities, invisible, excuse me, it's invisible and underdiagnosed disabilities. I think most folks are, willing to identify with physical disabilities as a disability rather than sensory disabilities or like mental health, which has obviously been more of a contentious topic that I think everyone's been. No, but I get to. that. But you also just said that it's something we talk about in the community. Mm -hmm. I'm in the community. I'm a veteran. I've been fairly active in the American Legion. And mm -hmm. I literally heard about this yesterday since 1990 to yesterday. I don't understand why it's not permeating. Through. I did hear about it from a veteran, so I will, give, I will, I will say that. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I really think uh, this is something that we should, we should be touting uh, as an organization. The organization does every other month. Um, I, I think the... I think the American Legion needs another resolution. Uh, I have 
three that I have to do, so I'm not going to volunteer to do any more. Um, I'm going to need some alpha assistance out there. If anybody out there wants to write a resolution, um, let's have them. Let's have them doing. Let's have them chalk up a uh, resolution. Send me a copy. I'll run it through California. I bet mm -hmm. Ashley would help with DC, and she might or Virginia, Virginia, and she might Virginia. know some people in Ohio. I think. I do. I happen to know several people in Ohio. Really? They still talk to you? They do. They okay. love me. Okay, that's good. That's good. Our favorite, Suzette, is there, right? Yeah, Suzette is there. Suzette Heller. She's in Ohio, but she is of Michigan heritage. So <laughs> we love her for that. Okay, so I saw something pop up on the screen. There's a past national commander who helped with the ADA legislation. Holly, can you type it back again? Because the pop-up went away. Uh, so there are some Legion ties to uh, PNC Joe Frank. Uh, thanks to Joe Frank for his uh, assistance and, and prestige and gravitas. Did I just use that word? Gravitas in helping pass the ADA. And hopefully now we can get on the way. And there's uh, some PNC perspective video that you can find at legion.org. You can type in uh, you can type in what you're looking for and you will find it. Is that is that true, Holly? Yeah. You just type it in, you'll find it. So, and also, if you don't want to do all that since you're already here, just just cuddle up to the show notes and it will kiss you on the cheek and then you can follow it to uh, the content that you're looking for. That's PG. That's PG. Not even PG-13. I thought it was very sweet. All right. What else do you have? To, what else do you have on uh, Disability Pride Month? Um, I, I think I summed it up pretty well. I just think folks need to be aware of uh, both visible and invisible disabilities, and uh, be considerate and kind. Yep, I gotta go. Gotta find one of those. That's another pin for the old Legion cap. If if we uh, get the veteran community involved, mm -hmm. I don't know. All right. Well, today. We're going to be joined by Chief Kristen Beck. Uh, the Chief is a retired U.S. Navy SEAL who gained public attention in 2013 when she came out as a trans woman. Her story has been told in her 2013 memoir, Warrior Princess, A U.S. Navy SEAL's Journey to Coming Out Transgender, and in the 2014 CNN documentary, Lady Valor, The Kristen Beck Story. We'll be back to talk with Chief Beck right after the break. Join us for the 2022 100 Miles for Hope Challenge. The 3rd American Legion Fitness Challenge will once again raise money for disabled veterans and military families in need. We've made improvements to the 2022 challenge. Monthly mini challenges. Department versus department challenges. And easier ways to track your miles. And we've made it easier for friends and families to support you with donations to the Veterans and Children's Foundation. Our goal for this campaign is to raise $450,000 for the foundation. But we're going to need your help. It doesn't matter if you walk, run, ride, or swim. Just get active. Support our veterans and military families. And let's show the nation that we are Veterans, veterans Strengthening, Strengthening America. America.
And we're back with Kristen Beck. Kristen, welcome to the Tango Alpha Lima Experience. How are you doing out there in New York today? Thank you. I'm doing fine. All right. So we're going to jump right in. We talked about you without you being here. So uh, I'm not going to tell you what we said. I'm not going to tell you uh, anything about that that's private. And you have to listen to the show later to find out about it. Uh, Ashley, I'm going to let you get going first. Let's do this. All right. So, Kristen, I met you a few years ago now. And we met at an AMFETS. It was one of the first... Um, Oh gosh, what was it called? It was like a rose. Oh, the rose dinner. Rose dinner, the rose dinner. And I remember listening to you speak. And I remember these very specific words. They left quite an impression on me when folks were standing up to, you know, you know, national anthem, right? I remember you saying like salute. I remember you saying so many women don't like, mm -hmm. you know, we don't wear the swag all the time. And having that moment where you can either salute, put your hand on your heart, do something that differentiates you mm -hmm. is and was a very powerful statement to me. And it's something that I have carried with me and uh, like passed on and paid forward in that message uh, regarding just your journey and to really, you know, continue to support women veterans. So it was a real honor to meet you there. And I wanted to share that with you because it's been a few years. Um, I want to say it might've been 2019. So this is before COVID. Yep. And I just really appreciated you being there and the work that you've done for AMBETS and some of the empowering words that you've been able to bestow upon uh, women veterans in this in the military connected community. So I just want to say thank you. So shout out. <laughs> thank you. I mean, that, that message, you know, I wish more women veterans would do that because a lot of times like my my girlfriend and a previous wife were Air Force. And uh, so my current girlfriend, Courtney, she's Air Force uh, retired. And uh, I tell her all the time she gets overlooked and people are constantly saying thank you to me because they see a veteran sticker or something on a car and they say thank you to me automatically. And I'm just like, well, she's a vet. And I don't even say I'm a vet. I'm like, she's a vet. And then they say, oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. And it's like, it's common. And there's tons of women veterans out there. Wear a pin, wear your, you know, your Air Force, uh, I don't know what they're called in the Air Force, but like our SEAL team tried in, you know, I wear my pin or I wear a medal, I wear a purple heart, I wear a hat like this, you know? I just think that women veterans just need to have that bigger voice. You never, you never display it. I don't know, you're proud of it. I know you're all proud of your service. Why not show it, you know? And then more people are realize that they're going to see you and then they start thanking you all as much as they thank us, you know, men. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And I feel like, you know, it's a great way to like kick off like our conversation overall, yeah. um, because like I want the audience, I want folks to know our office out there to know more about your story. It's incredibly powerful. It's meaningful. And I'd like for you to just kind of to walk us through your your journey, the cliff notes, whatever version, whatever you want to tell us here today. And Kristen, like we're all yours. So my story, uh, my story is is kind of wild. And I, and I know that people look at me right now and they're like, what's going on here? Kristen, that's a female's name. You're looking at me, you're looking at a picture. It looks like a dude. Well, yeah, Christopher, Chief, you know, Chris, Kristen, you know, whatever you want to call me, you know, that's up to you. You know, and that and you're the names you call me or the words, the pronouns, whatever you want to say to me, that's you. And that's your thoughts. That's your, you know, your 
intellect, your the way you treat yourself, are the words you're going to throw back at me. You know what I mean? And so if you're going to sit there and you can use whatever pronouns you want, I don't care because that's in you. It's not me, you know? And if I take the words you throw at me and I become offended or I start becoming angry or I show or I do something, you're getting exactly what you wanted. You know, people do these insults all the time and they try to do it. And also people make mistakes. So I'm not doing the people who make mistakes by names or they throw a word out or they're derogatory or whatever, you know, go for it. You know, and if you make mistakes, you know, don't worry about it. Everybody mistake. Do not walk on glass around me. Do not think you're walking on eggshells or you have to be careful. You know, just be a human, you know, be compassionate, be considerate. And that's enough. You know, I don't care about pronouns. I don't care about if you throw a word at me because I'm empowering you if I allow you to upset me by you using a word. You know, and if you were giving me the word in some other language, you know, in a language I don't understand, you know, maybe Russian, but I understand some Russian, but if you use another language on me, you know, and then I'm going to sit there and go about my business like I didn't know because I don't understand you. And so I wish people would start looking at it like that is that. Well, you're being hateful to me right now, and I don't understand your hate. So I, you're speaking, you know, French to me. You know, I don't understand. You know, so I'm gonna walk away, or I'm just gonna disregard it and go. Well, you're speaking a foreign language. I don't understand your hate. So uh, I'm gonna make believe you didn't do it. So I'm gonna just go about my business because I'm okay. You know, and that basically encapsulates, encapsulates my my whole journey. You know, and sometimes I mix up words. So I had a speech uh, problem when I was a kid. And uh, I had to battle that for a long time. And so even in the movie, you're hearing me talking, I mix up words sometimes, and sometimes I mix up numbers. But hey, I'm giving you information about myself that you might not have known before. I also have a bad hearing from a lot of explosions and stuff in the military. I'm giving you more information about me. And so if I sit there and I'm looking at you and I'm saying, what, what, I don't hear what you said. It's, it's a disability, but I don't advertise that disability. Now, the other disability I might have is speech, and I don't really advertise a disability. Some of might be PTSD. It might be TBI, traumatic brain injury. It might be a number of things. You know, I don't need to tell you all the stuff. I don't need to display it. I don't want you to use anything that's part of my life to uh, feel sorry for me or to give me an extra, you know, bonus. I don't want you to give me anything extra because I'm Kristen Beck, because I'm a Navy veteran that got blown up and I have bad hearing and now I have all these other things. I don't want anything extra. You know what I do want? I want what everybody else has. I want freedom, I want liberty, I want you to leave me alone. I want my government to leave me the heck alone. I don't want you telling me what to do. I have laws out there. There's enough laws in the books for everything. We do not need any more laws, you know? Leave me the heck alone. That's what I want to tell my government. So you want my whole story? That's my story. That's what I want to tell you my story is. But there's a lot more to it than that. So I was born Christopher on a farm in Pennsylvania. And uh, I grew up in a Christian family, a very isolated, kind of like that Christian country bubble. You know, we didn't have the internet back then. I was growing up in the 60s and 70s. And so I had no idea even what gay was. We used to play this game called Smear the Queer. And if you grew up in the 60s, 70s, and before, you played the game Smear to Queer if you played those games. And I didn't know what queer was. You know, we were playing that game with Smear to Queer. It was like tackle the guy with a football. It was, I didn't know what queer was, but it was called Smear to Queer. Why do we do that? I don't understand that. But that's how I grew up, in that very isolated bubble. 
And that whole time I was growing up, I knew that I was different or something going on and I could, I didn't have a word for it. I didn't have an explanation, you know, but I, uh, my father caught me one time with one of my sister's uh, dress on and I was just goofing around just being a kid. You know, I think I was, you know, eight years old, maybe. And uh, I definitely had a lot of Bible verses and a lot of lessons and a lot of, uh, it was pretty, it was, it was rough. And if you're a little kid, anything you get, you know, if you yell at a dog, the dog cowers. It's like the dog doesn't know what's coming next, you know, and that's what you get as a kid. You don't, you're not developed enough to understand that the yelling or the book or whatever's being done to you, you don't understand what that's about. So at that point, I just thought it was really, really bad. It was terrible. Why would I think that way? And I put it all behind me. I just said, Kristen does not exist. Kristen is no longer a thought in my life after that episode. But then like days later, a week later, whatever, I started thinking about it again. I start having these thoughts and I'm going, I don't understand why I'm thinking like this. And an isolated kid in the seventies growing up like that with no recourse, nothing. So I had to, I had to internalize everything. And so I became very isolated. I became a, uh, an easy target for bullies. But the thing is, is about me, I would fight them back and I'd beat them often. And so I would also see other people be picked on for whatever reasons. And, and the thing is, nobody knew what was going on with me because I would never speak about it. I would never talk about it. And so I would also never know what was going on with that kid. You know, it might have been a black kid that was getting picked on and I would defend that black kid. And I didn't know why he was getting picked on because I grew up in New York. It was like we didn't care about that stuff. It was the 70s, you know, and my dad was a football player, coach and very religious. And so we had a lot of friends who are African-American football players over all the time. So I didn't see that stuff. That's not how I was raised. And I think that's an important point is that the way you raise a kid is always going to affect how they see the world. If you raise them with all these isolationist type of thoughts and you're isolating by religion, you're isolating by color or race or gender or anything else, or even sexuality, you, know, you think about it like that. So if you're going to raise a kid and isolate in those ways and teach them all these things about these other, other cultures that you have no idea what they're about, then yeah, they're going to grow, grow up crooked a little bit. And I was lucky that I never had that when I was growing up because I grew up on a football team basically. You know, and if you're on a team, a football team, you can't afford to treat each other differently, depending on color or anything. You're going to lose. You will never win a game. You know what I mean? And so I look at life like that. I look at life as a team. I looked at the military, me joining the military. That's my team. And in the military, there's not very much space for racism or, or genderism or sexism or anything else. It happens. And it happens on the football teams, too. Don't get me wrong. Things happen. People are weird. People are bad. People are good. People are amazing. But you have to take the goods with the bads. And uh, I was lucky. But I was also isolated because I had that type. I didn't have the experiences a lot of other people had. But isn't that the wonderful part about growing up as a human being now? We all get to experience a lot of cool stuff. You know, so my thoughts were isolated within myself. I was always thinking about this. I was thinking about Kristen. I was thinking about my sisters. I was thinking about what's wrong with me. And I had nobody to help me. So I struggled with it. And uh, in those struggles, I learned a lot. And uh, I, I want to share some of those points with people. And I want to say that, just like I said about the pronouns, like I don't care about pronouns. If you call me whatever. If I let it affect me, it's going to affect me. And every time you're uh, 
stress levels or your emotional well-being gets to that point of anger, it takes almost 12 hours for your body to get that back down to a normal point, to an equilibrium, to chemicals. We're chemicals. We're chemistry. We're, we're, so much stuff is going on inside of our bodies right now. So if you get angry, think about this. You're angry and you're like, ah, 12 hours later, your chemistry is back to balance. So if you let that word get you angry, you're going to be messed up for 12 hours. So what does that do for productivity? What does that do for everything else? What does that do for your life? If you're constantly in a state of bad chemicals, of misaligned, and you're always letting people call you a name and you get angry, you're never going to ever get to balance. You're never going to find any peace in your own life because you're constantly on that imbalance. So don't, don't let people's words affect you. You know, look at yourself and am I that? No, I'm not that. Why is that person calling me that? But that person's got something else going on in their life. Maybe they got something going on. Whoa. You know, we have to start thinking about this stuff differently. I'm getting tired of, of this word police, PC stuff and everything else. Now, political correctness and all the, the woke stuff and everything else I'm getting into right now is a really big problem in our country right now. You know, and I love being compassionate. I love being nice to people. I like really enjoy being grateful to people and being nice and and using words that would make them happy. Why wouldn't you? You know, and so what we're doing right now in our country is we're people are getting angry and they're letting those words and letting it. And that's why we keep saying woke and we keep saying PC. We keep saying all that other stuff because we're letting it affect us. And so people have to say, well, don't do that. Well, why are you telling me what to think and what to say and what not to say and all that? I said, well, that's the PC part of it. But if people would just start being nice, we wouldn't need to even have the word PC or woke or anything else because people would be compassionate. We'd be looking out for each other. We'd all be on the same team, you know? And right now it seems like we're all divided into a bunch of individuals. So they want us to be like just you alone and just you alone. And then you got to fight it out for yourself like I did as a kid my whole life. It was terrible. I had no support. So I had nobody to even give me a word that I could use and say, oh, that's me. I had nobody to, it's like, why do we want to be alone? Join the team, you know, get on a team called humanity. You know, we're going in a direction right now that these farmers are protesting in the Netherlands and you have stuff going on in Europe and all over England. And of course, the Ukraine and everything else. It's just craziness going on in every single country around the world. So what happens if humanity says, you know what, enough is enough. You know, we're all on the same team. We're all human. We're all in this together. We're destroying the earth. We're destroying each other. We're destroying all of it. You know, and I'm tired of that. So what does this have to do with me? And why am I even talking about this? It's because I'm like that, that weirdo on the outside of every institution. I'm alone. I'm not in the veteran community because I'm a transgender, you know, Navy SEAL. So the Navy SEALs, I'm not really even Navy SEAL anymore. I'm not a veteran, I'm not Navy. I'm not a man and I'm not a woman. I'm not white or black or Christian or Muslim or anything. I'm alone by everything. Uh, They keep pushing me aside. I'm not allowed to be anything. And so where does that put me? It puts me almost in an individual class where everybody puts us out. And it seems like we're doing that to every individual and we're trying to isolate people into these lonely little spots. It's like we're trying to put everybody into a closet, you know, and then if you're in a closet, you're isolated and you have no help. So you're easy to manipulate. You're easy to lead around. You're easy to give information to and and do whatever they want with. And I don't want that to happen to our country. America's a really great country. 
we've had our issues, we've had problems, but we're a great country. And we are not allowed to be put into this little closet as a country, which it seems like, I don't, I don't know. And so I'm talking about stuff and I'm bringing up a lot of stuff and I'm not gonna answer any of your questions. I'm gonna make you ask, I want you to ask a lot of questions. I want you to add like all the stuff I've been talking about right now, you're gonna go, well, that kind of makes sense, but I wanna figure this out myself. So go look it up. Don't take anything I say as fact, as, as face value, as truth, as anything. Just a person has lived through a lot of stuff and seen a lot of stuff. And I'm asking a ton of questions right now because nobody's giving me any answers. Now, biologically, I was born Chris. I was born male. I have, you know, chromosomes of a, of a male and I will always have that. And I'll always have that as my history. Biologically, I grew up male for 40 something years. I have tons of testosterone in my body. I had a giant warmonger beard that when you looked at me, you got God, that's a Viking. And I am a Viking. I grew up, I'm mostly Scandinavian from my heritage, but um, I won't deny any of that. And then we start talking about sports. If you want to talk about sports, we can talk about that later. If you want to talk about the military and transgender and gender and everything else in the military, I will talk about that. Because right now I'm tired of everybody just like tiptoeing around and walking on eggshells and going, well, I don't want to hurt anybody because of a word. And I go, you know what? To hell with that word. I'm tired of that word. And I'm not transgender. I can't stand the word transgender. I'm not trans anything. I'm a human. I am not transitioning into a cybernetic being with electronics stuck in my brain. I don't, this way we're going is a slippery slope. I don't like it. And so when you look at me right now, I want to make sure that you understand who I am and where I'm coming from. I'm coming from a place of compassion. There's a lot of people hurting out there and I'm hurting too. And our country's hurting. And so I'm a veteran. I'm an American. I'm a human being. They call me chief. Don't call me Kristen. Don't call me female or male pronouns. I'm just chief. I'm, I'm just a human trying to get by. And I don't want any kids to get harmed out there. And I don't want people thinking that, you know, mental illness is something to laugh about, you know, and yeah, I have some mental illness. I think we all have a little bit. We all struggle in our own heads and rarely do we ever bring it out and talk about it in public. And I think that's a problem because we all struggle. You know, I've been talking a lot and I've probably barely covered anything you want to talk about, but this is stuff that's really important to me because I love my country and I love this world that we live on, you know, and I love everyone out there. I think that there's so many great human beings out there. There are some jerks out there too, but even the jerks, you know, and I've hung out with some people, man, you just would never imagine the some of the bad stuff people have done. But then when you're, you're with them and you're just going, well, why would you do that? And then they start talking through it and you go, whoa, well, that's, wow, okay. And then you start finding out more about that person that you thought was so bad. And then you find out that they have a family and then they lost that and this was going on and that's going on. And you go, dang, well, let's try to figure out some better way to do this instead of, you know, destroying that and stealing that and doing that. You know, maybe we can try something else, you know, and how do you do that? You do it with education. I don't know. There's so much stuff I would like to talk about and like where we're going wrong and where we could go right. Well, but I think the biggest thing is respect. Respect. We have to start respecting each other. And that's it. If we do that, dang. Get on, the, get on a team called humanity and start respecting your team, you know? All right, Chief. Uh, I'm going to test you. You said, I'm going to say, <laughs> Ochen Horosho. So, you know what that means? 
No, I do not. Ah, oh, I thought we we're gonna have the Russian thing. That just means very good. That just means, uh, very, very good. Um, I do. Right. Dover, Dover. What's that? Dover, Dover. There you good. go. Yeah. So I want to get back to um, as you're talking. You, you, you answered like so many of my questions already. I was gonna say this is 2022. Haven't we grown up a bit yet? Is are are you still being inundated with negativity? Um, but you've answered that it, it does still exist out there, but you also recognize the, the good out there. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you on two things. And then before I hand it over to Ashley again, Please. number, number one, we're not supposed to use transgender, but I, I, I've seen your book has transgender and it was that written before you came to, uh, not liking the word or it's here here's the thing is it's not me not liking the word it's me saying that a word has turned into an umbrella term that is now encompassing so much that the word has no meaning and okay. so now that word encompasses like transhumans it's like you can be a, a human dog you can be a human you know uh what is the there's it's just gotten like outlandish. It's gotten to the point now when transgender, when you start doing gender terms, like if you say pronouns, so now they have pronouns for inanimate objects that you can become. And so if you want to, and even emotions, so you can be, uh, what was the one? It was fluffy. I think the person termed themselves like fluffy and said so you weren't even like an object. They were, uh, what an adjective, you know, they were like, Hey, just, I'm, I'm describing myself as fluffy. So that's my gender. It's like, how, so it's just, the term is useless now. The term means nothing. Okay. So because it's gotten, and it's the same thing, when you think about subjectivity and objectivity, you think about something being subjective, means like I can, I can say whatever I want about it because it's subjective to how I see it. And actually that's the way the whole world is. When you think about your world that you live in, the world is my world because that's how I see it, how I perceive it, and how I think about it is way different than the way you think about your world. And so I see things so much differently. So when I'm looking out at the ocean, you know, you see the sunset, I see a guy right there, his head is bopping in the water. And so if you're a seal, you understand what it looks like to be combat swimmer and be on the surface and be going there to attack something. So you, and most people don't see what I see because I've been through so many different things. So even like I said, in the SEAL teams, I see the ocean differently. I see things on the ocean that most people will never see. Like I had this thing floating in the ocean. It was like, it was hundreds of yards away in the middle of the night and I was on night vision goggles and all we had was a little bit of moonlight. And it was something that was flat and it was on the surface just floating in the waves. And so I was looking out with my night vision goggles across the ocean and everybody just said, we're never going to find it. Let's just go. And I said, no, let me see. So I stood up in a boat and where I'm standing on a Zodiac boat, which is only like on the water. And so I only had like five foot seeing it and the waves are big. The waves are like eight, 10 foot. And so I said, over, over there, turn right there. And I'm looking and the boat's going that way. So the boat turns and I'm turning with the boat and I go right there. Start going that direction. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Okay, turn left, left. And I was guiding the boat to the spot, to where it was. And he said, how'd you do that? And I said, well, I've been on night vision goggles for like a, over a decade. I've been looking through this, this green, weird world. And I said, so I see it differently. I saw the thing flat on the ocean surface in the middle of the night with a, half a moon from hundreds of yards away. And nobody knew how I could do that. So think about all the experiences, all the conversations, all the stuff we ever do and how you 
absorb information through the television, through the movies you watch, through the music you listen to, through the people you speak to. All of that is like eating a food. And all that is developing my intellect, my brain, my ability to think. Everything I ingest through my eyes, my ears, everything is that's my perception of the world. So if I'm ingesting horror movies and terrible music or whatever I'm doing all the time, this is the way I'm making my world look. You know what I'm saying? And I we do, don't consider I, this. I get that, Chief. But the there's, I, I want, there's one thing you said earlier that it kind of broke my heart a little bit. And I want to see if, if we can... Uh, if we can talk about just that for a second. Um, Sorry, I keep going on. The fact that you, the fact when you were saying you didn't fit anywhere, fit in anywhere, and you don't even feel like you fit in as a veteran or a SEAL. um, And I'm going to, I'm going to say this so that everybody knows Mm -hmm. you weren't, you weren't just a SEAL. You were on SEAL team six. People out there know what that means. You're on SEAL Team 6, anti-terrorist. You have a bronze star. You have a purple heart. There's no definition of veteran that doesn't include you. There's no definition of a SEAL that doesn't include you. And if it would, you don't know me very well, but I'm going to ask you a personal favor. I'm going to say, I would like, First, I'm going to ask everybody out there as a personal favor, if there's any alphas out there that are still living in 18, whatever, uh, to never not think of you as a veteran and a SEAL of SEAL Team 6 with a bronze star and a purple heart and countless missions. And I'm going to ask you to never say aloud that you don't think you're a veteran or a SEAL because it's... You talked about objectivity versus subjectivity. You're objectively a veteran. You're objectively a SEAL. Subjectively, freaking total badass, <laughs> undeniably. So for me, that, that's, the on, that's the only, I mean, I mean and there's probably, I think I jotted down 752 topics that you brought up. <laughs> And that's the only one where I'm going to really hold you to task. And if I meet you again, I'm going to say, are you a veteran? And I want you to say, hell yeah. yeah. I'm going to ask you if you're a SEAL and you're going to tell me, you know it. I look at the ocean differently than you. You can say that to me because I don't look at the ocean like you look at it. I I don't. I'm a Marine, but I tend to, I want to stay above water. I'll let you all go down underneath there and do that stuff. Um, I, I just, I, I just, I can't, I can't let, I couldn't let that go. And I don't, I want you to know that as you said, how you go through life, I'm coming at this with compassion. I, if I, the listeners need to uh, walk away with something, but I honestly believe you need to walk away with something. And that is never, ever. You told Ashley that she needs to wear stuff to rep- recognize that she's a woman veteran recognize that you're a veteran and recognize that you're a seal everywhere that you go do that for me please Uh, you don't know me but i just i'm gonna use up a favor that i haven't earned so i'm gonna ask (laughs) that you that you do that will you do that for me please yeah i i 100 know that i'm a veteran and i do that but you brought up the word inclusion inclusion like 
doing the diversity and all that stuff and and I, and I talked to a lot of people in diversity and inclusion in that whole area the hr group that uh everybody thinks is so evil but um i the inclusion's a hard part and so yeah i'm a veteran but i'm not always included and so i saw you know and tim kennedy cool dude you know and he's sitting there having his bonfire and sitting around and talking and drinking and there was a couple other veterans who were very well known but tim's a cool dude and uh he does a lot of great work and they're sitting around there after some missions doing whatever they're just sitting there smoking cigars drinking beers and just doing like they do like we did after every freaking mission you know and it was like i i don't i'm not really there anymore i'm not included they're not i'm not allowed to go to those fires anymore and you have to understand i'm speaking to you the truth right now is that there's a whole group of or all of those events the the bonfires and the reunions and the seal team get-togethers and the thing that tim was at and they they have these events around the country all the time and i used to be at that fire and i used to be there drinking a beer and hanging out and just talking about the missions and talking about stuff and i'm not invited to any of them anymore and so that's the thing he's like yeah i'm a veteran i'm a seal but i used to be invited i used to be included and now if you don't get the phone calls, you're not included. If you don't know the events are going on, you're not included. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, yeah, I still have all those medals on the crap. I got all the junk on the back of my wall right here. This is my background for when I do the speeches and stuff. Just to, hey, there's there's my, you know, bona fides in the back of the wall if you want to see it. You know, hatchet right there. There's no more blood on it. But I uh Wait, did you say there's no more blood? I think oh, <laughs> No, no, that was somebody else said that. I, uh, <laughs> no, I, um, just, the, you don't get the phone calls, you know, diversity is easy. Yeah, I'm diverse. I'm the most diverse Navy SEAL you ever met, but it means nothing if I'm not included. And so basically I'm just, I'm out there. Yeah, it's diverse. Look at, we have diversity, but you're sitting over there alone. You know, mm-hmm. how diverse is that? If you're not included, it's not diverse. No, I get you, Chief, and I'm going to say that about. if they're not if they're not inviting you, that's not yeah. right because you have the trident, you have the you have the key to entry, and they should recognize that. But we're going to run out of time, so I wanted to make sure. Yeah, here's the point about that: is that they don't have to invite me. I'm never going to tell those guys they have to invite me to anything. No, no, I get it, but it's it just, doesn't. I didn't even say they have to. I said it's not yeah. right that they. Yeah, it's don't. not right. Yeah, it's not right. So Ashley, you want to? If I jump could, in? if I could, there's been a lot of words. So. Yeah. I just want to say this, Chief. You know, their projection is not your rejection to to harbor, to hold, because anyone who chooses to not have you in their life, that is their loss. And you are a magnificent person, Chief. Like you have done so much and overcome so many obstacles, and you have held true to your values. And the right people see you and I need you to know that you are seen and you are heard and you are loved. And that I know all the alphas out there who are going to listen to this today are, are going to feel it, feel your words and they're going to feel them deeply and you're going to change minds and you're going to help more people by continuing to be this expressive, wonderful person that has something to say and you're a voice for so many I just need you to know that. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. And uh, you know how else I know you're a SEAL? You all wrote a book. Right nope, you wrote a book. Every SEAL I've ever met has a book that they wrote. 
They could teach you how to garden. They could teach you how to do brain surgery. You want to hear about that book? You want to hear that that book? That book? I'm still like. That's what I was going to ask you about. Talk about your book. What are we going to? I'm like 10. We get it. Where can we get it? And what do we expect to find in it? Okay. So that book, I'm still like 10 grand in debt because of lawyers. About halfway through writing that book, I found out that I didn't really want to work with this person because it was. It was just not well done. So I stopped giving information. Okay. And so half that book is, is not me. It's like just something somebody pulled out of like theoretical or college textbooks or something. So the book is not a good place to go. And okay. uh, I actually have my, I, I, have, I wrote, uh, what do you call it? Uh, critiques on the book in Goodreads and on Amazon and everything else. So I gave my own input and I gave it one star and I said it was a piece of shit. So I don't, I, and the thing is, I've said, I've said that about that book since the beginning, and that's why the book never sold. So I might be one of the only seals that wrote a book that killed his own book. So I don't, I, well, there you I, go. Did, I did as much as I could to make that book not go. I had lawyers and that's why I'm in debt still. Cause I had to pay a bunch of lawyers. And so, so we should send people. What about mindful valor? Is that a good place to go learn uh, more about you? Mindful valor is good. I mean, that's my nonprofit that I do forging with veterans and we make knives and then we do group therapy. I'm in mental health counseling right now, get my master's degree. And then I'm just trying to help veterans out, you know? And so I have the nonprofit and I work that all the time. And then, uh, the movie lady valor was done by CNN and that was well done. Uh, the Joe Rogan podcast, I talked for three hours. They didn't cut me off at one hour. They, uh, so me and Joe Rogan, we talked for three hours and uh, the episode is only a couple of weeks old. So you can find that episode and you actually hear a lot more about me on a Joe Rogan podcast than we did here. But uh, mostly right here, what I'm talking about is, uh, is the fact that we're letting too much get to us. We're letting uh, our country fall apart because we're all uh, have bruised egos. And I think if we can all put a lot of stuff aside and just understand that we're all suffering, we all have problems, we all have family issues, friend issues, we all need money, we're all working our butts off and getting nothing for it. Gas is expensive. It's hard for everybody. So why would you want to make it harder on someone else for like no real reason? You know, everybody's struggling. Don't add on to their add on their struggles. You know, the best thing you can do is take something off somebody's struggles. You know. Let's start trying to help each other out a little bit. Our country is a great country, but right now we are so divided by everything under the sun and it's just not, it's not us. And I know for a fact that if we all, all of us got together, we would have a great time. We'd have so much in common. We might argue about one thing, you know, there are so many things we have in common and we never talk about it. We only have a couple things that are different. And then sometimes the only thing we have different is our freaking skin color and then everything else we have the same, you know, we grew up the same in the same city. We served in the military. We did that. We did that. The only difference is we are little, you're darker and I'm light, you know? So what? I just, why can't we start looking at how common we are, you know, and all the similarities, you know, I know we can bring our country back together, but it's going to take us right here, the veterans looking at each other and saying that didn't float in the military. It's not going to float here, you know? It's not the way we do the country. It's not the way we treat each other. It's not the way we do the world. The golden rule, God, we only have one rule. And if we started following that, we'd do great. So I, I, just, I, I want to make sure that uh, you know one big difference between us is you like coffee as evidenced by your t-shirt. I can't, uh, I, can't with the, I can't with the coffee. All right, so we are going to send, can you get us the information 
uh, with a link for that specific episode of Rogan. Okay. Mindful Valor nonprofit. And yep. you said one other, you said one other place, I think. Oh, and all of my social media is all the same. Valor for us. Got so it. if you find Valor for us on every platform, you'll find me. And we're going to, and that's where people can continue this conversation with yeah, you. If you want to ask questions. Yeah. Because it is great uh, information packed and we don't have the sponsors Joe Rogan has, so we, we, we can't go for three hours, but maybe we will now. I don't know. Um, Ashley, last words. I have enjoyed this interview so very much. <laughs> I really have. I've just been listening and you've given me a lot to think about. And, and Chief, I will say this. This is uh, the easiest interview we've had to do because just sat back and relaxed and, <laughs> and went along for the ride. And we appreciate that from you very, very much. And uh, no, you have a lot to say. So thank you so much for that. And we will be going to Valor for US, Valor for Us, uh, at Twitter, Instagram. Uh, it's oh, even uh, in the website for the nonprofit is mindfulvalor.com. Super producer Holly has all the deets for you. And thanks again. And a good sailing sailor. And we will talk to the rest of you alphas after the break. Thank you. Bye-bye. Advancing the vision. Advancing the vision. The American Legion educates, mentors, and leads new generations of Americans. We are veterans strengthening America. We are the American Legion. Okay, well, that was an interview. I'm going to have to listen to it a couple times myself and take down notes. A lot of information there, huh? Absolutely. I, I think the chief is incredibly passionate. And... I've learned a lot. I've, I really have things to think about. Um, I think there are some some key messages there about kindness and compassion and understanding that like what you do is your business. Like if we're being totally honest, uh, you know, there are so many things going on in the world right now, and taking things with consideration and um, and adopting a different perspective on, on a life and you know popping the bubbles around you. I think will will really help folks better understand that like we're all in this together. And as Chief said, you know, it's a, it's a, a one team, one fight kind of mentality. And whether you're in the military or in the service or in the Legion, you're a part of the community. I think there's something to be said about operating in, in kindness and, uh, and just, you know, putting people first always. Or as I would say it, be nice and mind your damn business. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> So eloquent. You have such a way with words. I can break everything down to a t-shirt. You give me an hour speech, I can tell it to you on a t-shirt. Be it's nice and mind your own talent. damn business. All right. So with that, we're going to leave and go right into, we only have time for one of these today. Pew! Pew. Rapid fire. That's just one. I didn't, couldn't even, yeah. All right, this one, I'm, I'm sorry, Ashley. This one's going to hit all. It's gonna hit home, and I'm I'm going I'm going to be kind today and 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 live a generous life. Uh, the rapid fire is in Ohio, guard, Ohio and guard, soldier charged with terroristic threats, making and selling 
ghost guns. This comes from the Military Times. One of the two our Ohio Army National Guardsmen charged this spring with making terrorist threats has now been charged with making and selling so-called ghost guns, untraceable homemade weapons crafted with the help of a 3D printer, according to federal court records unsealed Monday. James, there's these people, uh, after posting anti-Semitic white nationalist racist and misogynistic content on a Discord chat, used largely by Ohio National Guard members, court records stated. The content of the Discord logs specifically posted by uh, Devlin was consistent with that of racially motivated violent, violent extremists and incel violent extremist content, said the newly unsealed affidavit from agents with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives while carrying out search warrants in late March and early April. ATF agents said they discovered the 3D printer and dozens of firearms, several of which were described in court record as having no serial numbers and being made from 3D printed material. I see if you're if you're not watching, you're just listening at home. Ashley is in, is in a quiet state with glassy eyes while she ponders this situation of her beloved home state and her beloved National Guard. Ashley, what are your thoughts? These two are idiots. <laughs> she could take anything and admit, turn it into a t-shirt. I love our <laughs> skill set. Idiots. What in the, what would possess you? Why? See, that's what we're talking about. Hate just retake. Like, this is ridiculous. I mean, they, they've got they've got the whole roster of hate going on here. Yeah, racially motivated, violent extremists, and incels. Like, yeah, what? The and for those for those who don't know, that's involuntary celibates. They <laughs> they can't get any, no matter how hard they try, and they hate <laughs> women because of it, because they got no game. Uh, just listen to me on the show. You'll learn. Dude, put that so eloquently. We call them losers. <laughs> okay. Well, they're losers if sad. they don't. Commit, is, they're losers if they don't commit crime. If you commit crime and do, you're an incel. So. Yeah. Well. It's just unbelievable. Yep. I'm sad. I, I'm sure the the PAOs and Ohio are having a field day with this one. It's just so disappointing. And I want to make it clear. I want to make it clear because I found out that I'm going to be charged double for beer if I ever enter, enter the state of Ohio. <laughs> I am not piling on here. Um, Ohio, it's not your fault that this happens. Even Michigan had the McVeigh guy. I get it. Things happen and we mm -hmm. move on. So, uh, yeah, Ohio, I feel your pain today. And please only charge me regular price for beer when I come to your state. Okay, we are going into the final thoughts and shout outs today. Ashley, have anything? Anything really particular. Oh, um, that was a cute sound you made. Thank you. I'm feeling extra adorable. Thanks. Thanks. You have such a way of brightening my day, Jeff Daly, all the way from L.A. Well, all we're going to talk about, we talked about a little bit at the beginning, uh, the convention's coming up. There's a new app. It's awesome. 
ish and growing to be awesome full. And it's even going to have multimedia aspects. So even if you're not at convention, get the Diagon convention app. You might get to see some stuff. So figure it out. And this is the cool thing to me about this. It goes against the stereotype of the Legion. I, 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 I pictured dittos stapled together. Ashley doesn't even know what a ditto is. But I don't. I have no idea what you're talking about. That's amazing. That's mimeograph. <laughs> Holly took it back even further. So it's copies in the old school. You used to be able to smell them and never mind. Um, I pictured old school stuff like a lot of paper. And it's it, it was true just a couple of years ago, actually. And now this app, it's growing up. It's not a baby app no more. It's all grows up. And we're going to use it and Aww. get her, get her around. It all grows up and it's all grows up. Such Alpha's tell me that movie reference. App. I'm so excited. I know. I milestones, need that. baby. Milestones. I, milestone. Yep. So there you go. The convention's coming up. We're going to have a great time. And Ashley, for now, while they're downloading it, why don't you take us up out of here? Okay. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to see everybody. We're going to have our own space. We're going to chit-chat. But don't forget to subscribe, obviously, because we'll be at convention telling you to subscribe. Any who's in any way. Let me get my Midwest on real quick. All right. So don't forget to subscribe to Tango Alpha Lima Podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Please leave us a review and give us a big old five-star rating so the world knows how much you love us. And also find us at convention. Like, let's take selfies. Like, let's do it. We need a hashtag, Jeff, I'm putting you in charge of that, or Holly, or whoever deems fit with that. But in the meantime, if you have a guest recommendation, you need to go to legion.org backslash Tango Alpha Lima and click the suggest a guest link because we want to know who you want us to be talking to, or if you want to talk to us, or vice versa, or if you want to see us at convention, you can do that too. I have an idea for a hashtag. Idea. Okay. Hashtag. When in Milwaukee for the National American Legion Convention, stop by the Tango Alpha Lima booth and talk to Ashley, Jeff, and super producer Holly. Have a good time and take away some tchotchkes. That's, That's my hashtag. That's the hashtag? It's a bit long, bud. <laughs> oh, a little bit long. <laughs> I'm not going to make the low-hanging fruit joke that I had going on in my mind. So, alphas, we want to see you in Milwaukee. Alphas, get the app right now so you can know what's going on and you can be the leaders. Lead from the front. When people go, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. Where's this, where that? You can pull out the app and go, oh, you're not an alpha. Um, what you're going to want to do is go here, there, and everywhere. And they will know that you are on top of this American Legion thing and your American Legion game is strong. Hashtag American Legion game is strong. That's it. Thank you for joining the Tango Alpha Lima experience. And with that, I'm going to call season three, episode 117, Mission Complete. Mission Complete.